An entitled Karen demands that I wait in line just like everybody else after I walk up and grab my mobile order at Starbucks. This entitled Karen even goes as far as trying to restrain me from leaving Starbucks as well as physically hitting me. And I've honestly never been more blown away by somebody else's entitlement in my life. Here's what happened. So there's a Starbucks conveniently located right next to my psychologist's office. I'm a 28-year-old female and over the past few months, I've gotten into the habit of grabbing some sugar-laden concoction all before my appointments. Now, I'm Australian, so any fellow Australians, please do not come for me. I'm perfectly aware that 400 calories worth of flavored syrups and whipped creams does not make a coffee good, but my $9 caffeinated milkshakes are a rare treat that gives me a little boost and helps me get through a rough session of self-improvement. Yesterday morning, as I traveled towards my regularly scheduled reality check, I had a rare moment of forethought and decided to save myself from the looming lunch rush and order online. I'm in luck with the time and 10 minutes later, I step through the door just as the barista is putting the finishing touches on my pumpkin spice cold brew. She calls my name and I happily bounce straight over. But as I reach my precious bean juice, I find an immaculately manicured hand resting gently on my forearm. And this is where the entitled Karen of this story comes into play. The woman it belongs to is probably in her mid-30s and oozes polished professionalism in her neatly pressed linen pantsuit, as well as her flawless makeup and her slicked back high pony, the elegant gold jewelry that drips from her wrist and neck, and the designer logo that gleams from her purse hints at wealth and power. The only resemblance she holds to a typical Karen is her nose, which remains pointed directly in the air, and the air of confident superiority that makes her seem to tower over everyone in the room, even though in reality, she's a few inches shorter than me. For the sake of this story, we're just going to call her the entitled Karen. The smile she gives me seems almost genuine, and when she speaks, the tone is sweet and condescending sending, like she's gently correcting an ignorant child. She says to me, that doesn't belong to you. I frown in confusion, not understanding the problem. At first, I think perhaps it's a case of mistaken identity. I glance at the cup that clearly has my name printed neatly across the top. I say to her, oh, I'm sorry, do we share the same name by chance? I'm pretty sure this is my drink though. What did you order? She then says that it's not, while also giving me her real name, which is much longer, and doesn't even sound remotely similar to mine. She then continues, I I ordered a venti soy mocha latte, extra hot with two pumps of vanilla. Now at this point, I'm still very confused. I say to her, oh, well, I'm sorry, but this is definitely not your drink then. Maybe ask the barista if it's taking a while, or just keep an eye out for something green. Now again, I go to grab my drink and leave, but she tightens her claws around me, and her smile starts to strain. And the things this Karen says and does next is honestly mind-blowing. She says to me, I didn't say it was mine. I said it's not yours. I saw you. You just walked in and grabbed the first drink you saw. You can't just take it. You need to go stand in line and order and wait like everybody else here. I look at her and I say, oh, I see the confusion. I ordered my drink through the app earlier, so it was ready when I got here. It is mine. See, I have the email right here. I wriggle out of her grasp and I pull up the confirmation email to show her, which clearly states my order, that it has been paid for, as well as the time that it was placed, which was now about 12 minutes prior. I then give her an apology apologetic smile for the mix-up as I reach for my coffee once again. Her lips curl into a sneer as she forcefully slaps my hand away. She says to me, no, you do not just get to waltz in here and take that. I don't care if it is your drink. That is not fair. You just got here. You can wait until the rest of us have been served. Now, the back of my hand burns a searing red and I gape at her in pure shock, disbelieving that this complete stranger had just smacked me over this nonsense. There are at least eight other people already standing 
standing around waiting for their drinks, and another dozen lined up ready to order. Does she really expect me to stand and wait for all these people to be served when my drink is already sitting there ready to go? When my collecting it and being on my merry way impacts no one beyond getting me out of the way? Just to simply appease some demented notion of fair? Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I make eye contact with the weary barista, whose stiff customer service smile belies the ghost of a thousand such battles that line her face and haunt her dead eyes. With a sigh of irritation, she makes her way over to see what the commotion the two of us dare to cause her in the midst of the noon rush. I look at this entitled Karen and I say, Ow, what in the world? Don't touch me. Are you crazy? The employee comes over and says, Is there a problem, ladies? I say to her, Yes, I was just trying to collect my drink and this crazy Karen stopped me and slapped my hand. The entitled Karen then chimes in. She just got here. She needs to wait. It's not fair on those of us who have actually been waiting here. She can't just walk in and grab the first drink. Tell her that she needs to wait. The employee stares at me with cold eyes and says, Miss, you need to wait in line and order your drink. You can't just go grab someone else's. But I said, this is my drink. I already told this woman. I made a mobile order. It was ready around when I got here. I have the confirmation email right here. And my name is on the cup, see? Grande Pumpkin Spice Cold Brew. Add one pump of vanilla for the original poster. With a quick glance at my phone and the cup, the barista confirms my story and now turns to the entitled Karen, looking just as baffled as I am. The employee says, Miss, this is her drink. She paid for it. But the entitled Karen wasn't having it. She says to her, I don't care if she paid for it. I've been standing here waiting for my drink with everybody else. She needs to wait too. She doesn't get special treatment. The employee then responds. They say, Miss, this woman ordered her drink some time ago, and it was made according to the sequence in which our system received the order. She has not received special treatment. Some orders may take more or less time, as certain things take longer to make, but we do not prioritize anyone's order over another. You are also very welcome to order through our app in the future if you'd like to avoid waiting in the line. I apologize for the wait. As you can see, we are quite busy, but you cannot be stopping other customers from collecting their own items or using physical violence in our store under any circumstance. Please step aside and let the other customers collect their drinks. Yours should be out shortly. Otherwise, I will have to ask you to leave the store. This entitled Karen then starts to freak out. She says, no, I want my drink and I want her to wait until everybody else has their drink. Now go do your job and make mine. She will wait. I don't care if her drink is ready. She still has to wait. I then look at the employee and I say to them, I'm going to be late for my appointment if this continues. Can I just have my drink, please? And like she slapped me hard enough to make a mark on my hand. Can you also call security on her or something like that? She's clearly mental. The employee says, yeah, I think that's probably best. Now, the eerie thing is, is that up until this point, the entitled Karen had barely raised her voice. She wasn't screaming, just sneering down at both of us from her imaginary podium and speaking with the same calmly irritated air of scolding superiority that a teacher might use on a misbehaving student. Obviously, she was in the right and the rest of us just had to learn. But as the barista placed the cup firmly into my outstretched hand, the entitled Karen's once flawless face crumpled into a hideous mask of pure, unadulterated rage. Her voice still stayed below a yell, but filled with a cold, unspeakable fury as she turned, snarling towards the poor, minimum wage employee, and began to unleash the icy wrath of Hades. She said, This is ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. This whole system is messed up. Clearly, the corruption runs deep. Do you know who I am? I'm not someone you want to cross, little girl. Get your manager now. I did nothing wrong. I paid for my drink and I am not leaving. I'm going to sit right here and drink it as I have a legal right to do so. And you're not going to do a thing to stop me. Now, as this demon rages on, I glance 
glance towards the stoic barista. She blinks heavily, and for a moment, I fear that she may be overcome by tears. But then I realize this seasoned warrior is merely trying to refrain from rolling her eyes. She meets my eyes and subtly gestures towards the exit. After years on the battlefront of customer service, she can handle this alone. The watching crowd parts like the Red Sea to allow me to sneak past. As I'm nearly at the door, the entitled Karen realizes that her quarry has gone astray and begins to shout after me. Hey, where are you going? She can't just leave. Somebody stop her. I told you that she has to wait. I don't know why this is so hard for you people to understand. Somebody make that little jerk come back here and wait her turn. With a one-fingered wave, I push my way through the last few meters to the back door, just as I hear the sweet tinkle of the bell as a security guard arrives at the front door. The entitled Karen's righteous tirade turns again to how she has every right to be there, how she did nothing wrong, and that she refuses to be removed. She then says, how dare you call security, while also demanding that she get a refund and that her drink should be free. And she also demands an apology right away. She punctuates her rant by slamming her hands against the counter as she speaks. The indignant squawks of entitlement turn to muffled chaos as the doors close behind me, and I make my way to a much-needed session of therapy with my cold brew securely in hand. I like to think that security guard dragged the entitled Karen out of the shop, literally kicking and screaming. Although my instincts say that someone so poised eventually regained her dignity and was walked out in a superior huff, probably making some comment about contacting her lawyer as she went. But as I gleefully guzzled my way through the delicious pumpkin-scented atrocity, I pictured a drink extra hot with two pumps of vanilla, slowly getting cold on a counter several floors below, while a dreary, uncaffeinated, entitled Karen raged in her fancy office somewhere, and that image alone made every sip even sweeter. That is honestly insane. I cannot believe that this Karen literally assaulted somebody in line just because they ordered ahead of time online. Like, that is seriously messed up. Now, as someone from the United States of America, this is not typically something that someone gets away with. If someone hits you or leaves a mark on your hand, especially in public with a lot of witnesses around them, then that person is most likely going to get in trouble and possibly get arrested by the police. Like, you can't just hit someone like that. It really is not okay. In fact, the original poster went on to describe why they didn't call the police. They said that they had an appointment to get to, and they didn't want to wait around for ages for the police to arrive and give a statement. They also said that they didn't get hit very hard. They said that it hurt and it stung a little bit, but it didn't bruise. So she ended up just letting it go, which is very surprising from my side of the fence. I've seen plenty of people call the police over smaller things where I come from. So if anything, good for you for being the bigger person. I'm also astonished by this Karen's behavior. Like, she really thought she could stop you from leaving the store with your order? Like, who gives her the right to try and stop customers and force them to wait in line just because they think it's fair? That's like insane levels of entitlement that I can't honestly think of anyone trying to justify. So good for you for standing your ground quite literally and not letting this weird entitled Karen boss you around. She clearly has some kind of problems going on. And hopefully you never have to deal with her ever again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. Two Disney parents act like complete fools in the line for a ride they were trying to see, freaking out that they couldn't sit as a family, despite the fact that they sat 30 minutes in the single rider lane the entire time. And as a result, everybody in that family got split up, and the Disney dad ended up screaming at the cast member the entire time. Here's what happened. So I'm currently at the happiest place on Earth. Some of these rides, including some of the most popular ones, have a single rider only lines. And they are exactly what they sound like. If you don't mind getting out into a ride with people that you don't know, you can get in and out pretty quickly. 
correctly. No extra lightning lane or genie plus needed in the slightest. It is important to know that as you make your way through the single rider line, there are multiple signs that say your party will be broken up, groups will not ride together. Well, I notice a family just a few people ahead of me. They have three small kids with them, the oldest being seven years old. I thought to myself, okay, let's see what happens here. You could already tell that they were trying to game the system and avoid waiting in the regular line. Keep in mind, this line was for the most popular ride, Radiator Racers, or whatever it's called, in Cars Land. Even the single rider line was over 30 minutes long. The regular line would take 100 minutes. They got to the front, and the attendant, or should I say cast member, takes the first kid and tells her to get in line four. The dad yells out and says, she can't go by herself, she's only seven. The cast member spins around and says, feel free to go into the regular line if you want to ride together. Otherwise, your little girl goes into that line. The parents then start freaking out. The little girl does look hesitant, but she does go in. And off she goes, with mom and dad freaking out. The dad is yelling at a cast member. Mom is pacing and quietly freaking out. The rest of the family gets piecemealed out. And although the mom gets to ride in the same car as her two-year-old kid, they are in separate rows. The dad stays behind to yell at the cast member again, who just keeps repeating out loud, single rider line only, and continues to smoothly do his job. The dad stomps over to his seat, yells out, this is messed up, and off they go. You could tell dad told mom to get in that lane because it was faster. And my guess is that he promised her that this would all be okay. He probably said something like, oh, I'm sure they won't break us up. We're a family. Yeah, well, that guy was an arrogant jerk. And I'm just glad that the Disney cast members didn't give in to his weird demands. Yeah, Disney adults are really weird in my opinion. I'm not trying to offend anybody. But out of any fandom or like obsession or some kind of interest anyone might have, some of the people I've met who take it to the most extreme level are Disney adults. And look, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a fan of Disney films or their products or anything like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure they own like everything at this point. But when you take this interest and this hobby and you kick it to the next level and you're going to all the rides and you're acting super entitled, that's when it goes well over the line and it honestly becomes obnoxious. So I'm right there with the original poster. I'm glad that the Disney cast members put them in their place. The way they were acting was incredibly obnoxious. They knew exactly what line they were getting into. There's no way they just got in it by accident. And I think the original poster is right as well. I can see for a fact that either the mom or the dad was like, yeah, we'll just get in the single lane and then they'll just accommodate us from there. Like nobody, that's not how it works. And plus, there's so many signs up there that basically describe, hey, this is the single rider lane. If you're experiencing some kind of special privilege, then you are delusional and you're about to be upset. So yeah, those people were super entitled and honestly, they got exactly what they deserved. My entitled mother always freaks out anytime there's any kind of mess. And after dealing with this for so many years, I've decided to get revenge and I've never felt better about getting back at my mother in my life. Here's what happened. So this happened a few years ago when I was 18 years old and still living at home. My mother was and still is a raging narcissist as well as a control freak. In a way, I can't really blame her since she grew up practically looking after her siblings, but it's something that slowly destroyed our family life. I was diagnosed with high-level ADHD when I was 19, which explained a lot of difficulties growing up, but this is the backstory as to why my mother is terrified of me touching her stuff. You see, my mother had this hatred for things not being done her way, to the point where she would go through her friends and family's trash just to rip up mail and other stuff with names on it because people will find your address if they look through your bins. But you know, if they're looking through my bins, they're already outside my house. So I don't think they need my address, to be honest. But she would move everything of mine. She would put it away in places it doesn't live, shove it in bags, 
She would also go into my room to try and tidy it away, and I would lose things as a result. Things would also get broken, and so much more. It was endless, and I was growing angry. My father is also an enabler, so he would always defend her, even when he knew that she was wrong. What really tipped the scale was a seemingly normal day. When I cook, I usually clean a little as I go along, but I do the bulk of it after I've finished eating. Every single time, without fail, as soon as my butt touched the chair and I started to eat, she'd be in the kitchen screaming about how it's so dirty and no one does anything in this house. And then there would be the smashing sound of pots and pans, as well as noises of anger. And we've all gotten used to just tuning her out mostly. When I take a shower, I always dry myself off, head up to my room, telling them that the bathroom's free but not clean. And then I would get into my new clothes, quickly blow dry my hair and moisturize my face, and head down to clean up the bathroom. And yet there would still be screaming, shouting, while also claiming that she was just a servant to everybody in the house. Claiming that no one respects her house and all this other stuff. And this would happen every single time. She wouldn't even need the bathroom too, by the way. She would just enter it and then complain. This time, however, she brandished my shampoo bottle in my face and screamed about how if I didn't put things away fast enough, then she'd kick me out of the house because she was tired of cleaning up after everyone else's stuff. Even though nobody asked her to do that, she would also scream about having been on her feet all day at work. Mind you, she logs books on a computer, plus she refused to retire. So after dealing with this for so long, this is where my malicious compliance comes into play. For four long weeks, I put everything away. And I mean everything. Everyone else's stuff got put away or put on their placemat. I moved things around to their proper places. I put things away when she was in the middle of using it. Work stuff that she left lying around got put back into her pile of papers, with her clothes dumped outside of her room, blankets folded and stacked when she went to the toilet, spices and foods put on the top shelves. But that's not all. Bottles, jewelry, glasses, pots, pants, everything was put away. For some reason, I loved it. It seemed to scratch that itch in my brain whenever I got bursts of motivation to do it. It took me a month before she basically told me to get lost and to stop doing it. She'd lost multiple things, kept having to call out for help just to reach stuff because she's so short. My mom is 5'2", by the way. She would also sort through her papers and ask me where I moved her things. But all I ever said to her was, do you see how annoying it is now? And then I would just close my bedroom door. Now, I moved everything back the next day when she was at work and for maybe one blissful week, she stopped bothering me. But unfortunately, it didn't last long. But despite it all, I always remember what I did to my mom with a massive smile on my face. Yeah, that's a really funny way to get back at your mom. Like me personally, I can understand where she's coming from, where she wants to keep the house clean and free of clutter. And to that end, I totally get it. But for her to literally go around and be super weird about it, as well as literally cleaning everything up, even though people are in the middle of trying to clean it up themselves, that in my opinion is super toxic. Like there's no good excuse for that and there's really no good reason to act that way. Like imagine that. Imagine you're in the middle of something that you're trying to work on, only to find out that your mom stepped in, moved everything around without telling you first, and then suddenly you're missing all this stuff. Like that in my opinion is completely unfair. So when it comes to you getting back at her and maliciously complying and putting everything away all the time, I personally find that to be super hilarious. Like seriously, she's getting a taste of her own medicine. If she doesn't like her things going missing, then she can clearly only begin to understand how you and the rest of the house must feel. So good for you for maliciously complying and essentially putting your mom in her place. You taught her a lesson very quickly. And even if she still transforms into the same person, you at least proved her wrong when it counted. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on 
on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.